Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is Brothers Green Eats. My name is Jeff, and I once got mono because my crush, who dated a juggalo instead of me, secretly took a sip of my fruitopia. My name is Jimmy, and my first kiss was at 16. My name is Dan. And when Jeff and I would see each other driving around town in our old beat-up cars, we would purposely smash into each other for fun. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was so Dan had a car called a Dynasty. It was the Nasty. And he took off the DY on the emblem, called it the Nasty. And our old high school band was abbreviated SIB, so I spray painted onto the hood of my 1990 Ford Ranger, which was blue and red, but the bed was a Chevy. Because yeah. a dumpster fell on the back of it, <laughs> and the guy didn't want to get sued, so we replaced it with a too short bed, and we called it the SIB mobile. And we so, spray painted all over that. Thing. Oh yeah, eventually. But like, we would be coming home from a different place, hanging out at Dan's house, and Dan would park in front of me, and I would pull behind him and not apply the brakes and just <laughs> smash into him from behind. So that's how it started. And as it continued, we'd be driving around town in full public view. <laughs> I remember turning it on and just to rubber Ave and just smashing into each other. And onlookers were like, <gasps> like startled, like a car accident. And we just laugh and wave at each other through our rearview mirrors and drive away. It was very dangerous, but cars back then you know they weren't like today they weren't fiberglass our whole life they were boats our whole life was a crash derby <laughs> so dan do we have any emails for uh reviews or tweets or anything like that we do we have a new review that was posted to apple Podcasts. oh we actually checked this time oh we did five stars wow from b bells who i believe is someone we went to high school with. I think it's one of the Bryans we mentioned in a previous episode. Yeah. Awesome, entertaining premise for a podcast. Added you guys to my weekly group of shows I listen to. It's refreshing to see such positive and open-minded views expressed when being introduced to new topics. The great audio quality and pacing makes for an enjoyable listen as well. Thank you, Brian. We really appreciate the feedback and we're glad you're listening. Make sure to tell everyone you know about it. Really positive views. That's so funny with a podcast with Jeff on it. I know. Jeff I've is changed, the most man. negative person. I've changed a lot. He's changed quite a bit. He's all grown up. Yeah. All grown mm. up. I really want to challenge. Going back, I, I think it's great that Jimmy's fact was about getting kissed and mine was about getting well, a de- disease for not getting kissed. That was cute. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said that, I had to go with that random fact. I was like, all right, we're doing this one today. Yeah, it was, I was a fresh-faced 16-year-old. Her name is Alexa. Hi, Alexa. Oh, not this Alexa. Sorry, Alexa. <laughs> so stupid. I'm not sure. <laughs> now it's time to do a segment that we really enjoy, and we hope you do too. It's what we're talking ourselves into each week. This week, I'm talking myself into eating like a squirrel. Wow. 
And if you don't know that what that means, it means that for a large portion of my diet, I am eating primarily nuts, dried fruit, dried little veggies. I'm just like snacking, just like... That's true. It's good. Yeah, we just saw it. It was yeah. cute. There I was, just had a little... Hold on, let me see if I remember. There was peanut butter with nuts mixed in. Yep. There was sliced bananas. Yep. Dates. And there were candied dates. Not candied, just regular dried dates. Oh, they were dried. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about dried fruit, Jeff. It's very good Dried fruit is it is good. Although it's, candied it's dates too. are also very good. Yeah, who needs the extra sugar, though? I'm watching my waistline, Jim. Got to get that beach bod. I but I encourage all you guys, you know, the nuts, you get a little salty, little crunch. Then you get this nice, sweet, chewy, dried fruit. I'm on a rotation right now with my three faves. I do dates for a week. Then I do prunes for a week. Then I do figs for a week. Why is it a week intervals? Because that's how long it takes me to eat a bag of dried fruit. Okay. It's delicious. I haven't had a prune in quite a while. You know what? I never used to eat prunes because I thought, ew, old people food, gross, prunes, they make you doo-doo. But then I tried one and they're freaking delicious. They're dried plums. Yeah. Plums are also very good. Yeah. Another thing I haven't had in a long time. Sweet and moist. I love plums. Yeah. They're like little, they, they explode when you take a bite and they're all juicy. And I like mm. plums, but they give me hives. I think I'm allergic to them. Yeah, that's that's an anaphylactic issue. You might want to might want to avoid prunes then since they are in fact plums. Eh. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? This week, I was talking myself into a new Netflix special, I suppose I can call it. Hold on, can I guess? Can we say it at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. Because I know you, and I think I know what it is. Okay. One, two, three. The yeah. Lonely Island. Yeah, that Okay, thing. you didn't say it, though. You disagreed I was going to say what it actually was. I didn't watch that yet, but I have it on my list. It's called The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience. And how, how was it? It was pretty good. That's I why saw I talked it as well. It was, it. it was good. I was just listening to the soundtrack on the way here. I was too, my oh man. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's very good. Very well produced. Very funny. Uh, certainly out there, and uh, I enjoyed it. It's uh, a hilarious take on um, Jose Canseco and uh, Mark McGuire. McGuire. Yeah, yeah, and it it's was good. It was a half hour. It's easily consumable. Yeah, the, uh, soundtrack is good, but very it's, good. It's funnier if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rip. Jeff is dropping things. <laughs> my satchel just fell. My talk me into satchel. But yes, I recommend it. I got to check that out. Yeah, do it. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into this week? I have been talking myself into painting. Oh, that's true. I know this about you. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I like it. I've never done it for fun. Um, I'm not good at it. Never done it for fun. Was someone standing behind you with a gun to your head saying paint? Yeah, dude. Second grade art class was... It was a rough time. It was for rough me. for you, huh? It was rough for little Jeffy with an AK-47 <laughs> pointed behind his head. Hey, don't and, make me. And that was before schools were getting shot up, so I was ahead of the curve. That's 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 rough. <laughs> it's true, though. Is it true? Sadly. Uh, yeah. Um, there there's this person I work with, and she had uh, painted album covers with a little twist of like hobbies that she was into. And I was like, that's a cool idea. Yeah. I want to also do that, but not be as creative. I want to steal your idea. Yeah. I told her, I was like, I'm probably going to do this for myself because it seems fun. And I think I just needed another creative outlet because so far talk me into is the only one I have. And that's just stealing other creative ideas and talking about it. 
and it doesn't happen all the time. Can I interject for one moment? Yeah. I think it's okay that you stole her idea because I know the three paintings that you made and I can guarantee that <laughs> none of them were the same albums that she chose to paint. Correct. So I've done three so far and I have seven canvases total. So I got four more to do before I give up forever. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one is Gang of Fours Entertainment, which nice. is a great album. The change will do you good. I always knew it would. Hey, the second one is uh, one of my favorite band, Bane. It's their last album. Is their going away album, Don't Wait Up. And uh, the third one I did was uh, the greatest album of all time, I think, Undisputed. Everybody could say this, is uh, 1996's Weird Al Yankovic's Bad Hair Day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's fun. Just put some acrylic paint on there. Just do so, it in my own style. So a lot of people say that they find painting relaxing, but whenever I've done art, I find it stressful because I'm focusing on trying to get it exactly the way I want it. Here's what I do, though. Oh. So fortunately, I thought for me, these albums I like have pretty simple covers, right? So yes. Gang of Four is Entertainment, solid red cover. It says Gang of Four in blue at the top, Entertainment in yellow at the top. And then these three little squares on the side that portray... Uh, two gentlemen having a conversation. Native American to say and the a least. cowboy. And then wrapped around that is tiny yellow text that like zigzags through. And I was like, first, I wasn't even thinking about doing text because I was like, I'm not going to do text, but it's such a shocking blue on the red. So I did the gang of four and text. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> and like I wrote entertainment and it sucked, but I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do this little text. And there's these blue boxes around there. I was like, should I measure this out? I was like, no, I'm just going to freehand it. I don't care. I'm not. I'm just going to, however it comes out, it comes out. This is my artistic interpretation of the album. It looks cool. I've seen it. Thanks, man. Looks good. And, uh, you know, it's a child could do it better, but uh, <laughs> it's a creative outlet that I have been doing every couple weeks. Follow Jeff on Instagram. You'll see him. Yeah. Yeah. Large heart on Collider. LOL. Boop. This episode of Talk Me Into, I'm going to be talking Jimmy and Dan into a YouTube channel. A YouTube channel, you say in shock? A YouTube channel? YouTube. The, the last time you talked me into a YouTube channel unsuccessfully was Game Grumps. Yeah. Um, it's been quite a while. Yeah. So I think that this isn't something I'm super passionate about. But I think some of that makes the best episodes of yeah. Talk Me Into so far. We've had some really good talks, and we've been talked into things in the past. Can you say talk three more times in a row? Talky talk, 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 talk. Thank you. Great. This has been great. Um, but it's a channel that I realized I've been watching for a year and a half, two years. I'm not quite sure. So I wanted to do a YouTube one because we haven't done one in a long time. And a topic that I wanted to do since we started the show, which I don't think will be translated to audio well, so we're not doing it is talk me into home cooking because Dan and I like to cook and I don't think Jimmy does. And I thought that would have been cool to make him cook with us. I know from this podcast that he likes to grill. He is a griller. I like a grill guy. I do like cooking, but I'm not super like, I don't do it weekly or like daily. You're not a gourmand like Jeff and I, whatever the hell that means. So the channel I'll be trying to talk you into is called brothers green eats. And it is two brothers, uh, Mike and Josh. They're about my age. Don't know how old exactly. There's a Wikipedia page I looked at, but you I know don't know your age. age exactly. No, I was born sometime in the Reagan era. Okay. So <laughs> some the actor. That's when your mom yeah. found you on the doorstep. Yeah. And then she left me there and then another mom came along <laughs> and was like, OK, um, they are two brothers uh, from Brooklyn, New York. 
And a word that people might use to describe them, which I don't think is derogatory, is... Hipster. Correct, Dan. I like it. This has been a a great back and forth we're having. Let's take it back, Jeff. Let's take the term back. Yeah, we're taking it back. Well, until uh, artisanal home cooks, um, I don't believe that they're trained professionally. They might have had jobs in the past. Um, But what they do is they... There's a a lot of different things that they do on this channel that... um, other cooking shows either don't or don't do all of the things they do because there's some cooking shows that cook everything from scratch there's some that like go around and talk about food Mm -hmm. um there's some that just show you tips but these guys seem to do it all and uh i like their style um they make a lot of things from scratch they have different series there's um i made a playlist that i'll share in the show notes there's about 10 videos or so um you don't have to watch them in any particular order i just try to put in videos that show the whole of the channel so mm-hmm. like there's going to be some from the channel uh, as a whole yes How deep is it it's as deep as my love okay uh <laughs> about six inches uh one of the brothers in the last year moved to colorado so they still make videos but they're not always together um that's sad yeah and as i was putting together this playlist uh josh announced he was leaving the channel so i guess it's just brother green um oh. coming soon so there's there's videos of um Mike, who did a sandwich series, which I really like. So it was about 10 episodes that was more like mini documentaries on different sandwiches around the world. So I put in one of those. I put in some where they're just like making stuff from scratch, including bread, including all this stuff. And they live in Brooklyn. So they have access to a lot of like um, foreign markets, exotic markets. There's a butcher shop that he goes to. Um, There's two in Connecticut. Also Fleischer's. So they're and they interview some of the butchers sometimes talk about different cuts of meats. Um, I found out while researching for the show briefly, I mean, just browsing through the internet that they had a show on MTV, like Europe or Canada or something, <laughs> but it was never in America. So I put a clip from there where they're with a, a Brooklyn rapper, little Dicky. I haven't watched that one. That one's going to be a surprise to me. So hopefully it's good. Um, <laughs> I just think that I think I'm going to get yeses from you guys. Question. Yes. Is the channel called brothers green eats because they eat green healthy vegetable type food or is their last name green their last name is green okay helpful yes and also their father makes uh he's a woodworker and he makes a lot of like their bowls and cutting boards and stuff and it's like pretty cool how jealous are you of that super jealous uh he sells them and i was gonna buy one but they were not in stock when i was going to but now i'm budgeting so i can't (laughs) um (laughs) unless you're budgeting for a mr green wow that's true um i think jimmy is he's in more into youtube than i am and i'm i'm pretty into youtube it's funny because i didn't know that about you until we did gang grumps yeah and i or think I, I think dan will like it because of the content food yeah and just it is uh, it is well produced um but i'm i'm worried that dan won't like the format because i know he's not a youtube guy even though youtube could be used on your tv just as easily as any other that's how i watch game grumps oh, okay nice so you'll like it um yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, videos on there we'll get into. I'm not going to list them now, but that's that's the overview of um, why I chose this topic and why I think it's going to be a fun watch for everybody. The videos are between 10 and 20 minutes long. Okay. There's about 10 of them. Jimmy, what's your exposure to this? Not at all. You never even heard the name? Nope, never even heard the name until this was brought up for a topic. But I'm interested. I like I'm a sucker for Food Network. I will watch it constantly. Well, I didn't know you were a big Food Network watcher. I like Food Network. Do you uh, watch Food Network, Jeff? 
I don't have cable, so um, whatever streaming, if it's good, I'll watch it. I knew you watched some stuff. Yeah. Like we were big fans of It's Supper Time with Maddie Matheson. Yes, on Vice. That's a good show. But I don't think that's coming back. Unfortunately. Dan, you have no exposure either? I've never heard of it before. Oh. I'm interested in it. Great. Um, like you said, I'm I don't have a big propensity to YouTube, so I I probably never would have heard I of it. I do this. know you came over to my house one time when I was watching a video of them going to the fish market and then cooking the fresh Oh, was fish that them? Like in a park in, or something? In the park in Brooklyn on like a stove on the ground. Did I make fun of them? I don't remember if you make fun of them. We were like, oh, cool, but we were going somewhere, so I turned it off. But oh, I do yeah. remember you came over. Um, and uh, Josh has an Instagram that he shows you some tips on like how to make sourdough bread, so I follow that. There's Ooh. another guy that they have on regularly who makes really good Thai food. Um, yeah, I think you guys are going to like it. I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun yeah. watch. Hopefully you didn't give us like 10 hours worth. No, they're about 10 to 20 minutes each. There's about 10 videos. So if you do the math, so that's the less math, than that's 10 hours. 100 hours. Yes. Okay. It's less than 10 hours, but 100 hours. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I guess now we're rolling out to find America's greatest diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. We're on our way to Flavortown. We're on our way to Flavortown. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You could put that on flip-flop and I'd eat it. It is out of bounds. Yeah. This is bounds. And that's out, that's of, out it. of it. So watch the playlist that Jeff's putting in these show notes, and we'll throw them on the prior episode as well. Yeah, sure. And then uh, check it out. I mean, can you spoil cooking shows? Who knows? It's a question for the ages, but we're going to try. Watch it, like it, hopefully. So it's been quite a while since we've all been in a room talking about some YouTube channel, but uh, we're back. And this is right up my alley. I love YouTube. I, I watch it a lot. And Jeff proposed that we talk he did? about. Are you guys getting married? We are. Yeah. It's official. He's divorcing his wife. And we're going to go and uh, go live somewhere. It'll be cute. <laughs> so uh, he proposed a YouTube channel called Brothers Green Eats, which is a, a pretty popular YouTube channel. They have over a million subscribers. Do they? I haven't even looked at that. Yeah. That and um, it's. It's nothing that I've ever seen before, but uh, you picked out a playlist and we all watched it. Great. And uh, I hope, I hope you watched it, Dan. I did watch it. Nice. Oh, good. So um, I guess we'll get to some thoughts on some episodes. Without or further ado, Montreal Smoked Meat versus New York Pastrami. Sandwich Series, Season 1, Episode 7. There's a few Sandwich Series episodes on here, but you yeah. got to talk about pastrami. First question. Yeah. Why is there only one guy? You told me this was brothers. <laughs> I did mention earlier, if you remember, uh, several weeks ago. I don't. Okay. Um, I did write down on here who the host of each episode is. They do videos together, mm -hmm. and then Josh moved to Colorado, and now they do videos apart. And once we, like the day before we recorded the first part, Josh said he was leaving the show, and now he has released his last video. So I don't know what it's going to be like going forward, but this playlist is a mix of both of them together. By themselves and with uh, some guests sometimes. Yeah, this is kind of funny. It, it kind of reminds me there's another YouTube channel called uh, Vlog Brothers that also have the last name Green. It's uh, Hank Green and uh, I can't remember the other. Hand Cream? Yeah, Hand Cream. <laughs> um, but they, it, they basically started a YouTube channel where they're kind of talking to each other and um, like they're vlogging to um, 
Oh, John Green. He's the other one who okay. wrote a bunch of books. But uh, it's just kind of funny. They both have the same last name, Green, and they're brothers, and they're doing a YouTube These channel. two are Mike and Josh, if yes. I remember correctly. They are. Yes, Mike so and this, Josh. So this one is Mike, who yeah. does yes. the sandwich series, and and I like these uh, sandwich series episodes, because they're kind of like, do mini, like mini documentaries. Yeah, exactly what yeah. I thought. Yeah. I like the thorough research into both sandwiches that were provided here, the history of them. Uh, I also strongly agree that Katz is the best pastrami sandwich in New York City. It's the best I've ever had. And I also strongly agree that their ticket system is horrendous. It is <laughs> very strange. If you watch the video, that's exactly what happens. And if you lose your ticket, I don't know what happens, but I'm afraid to find out. Jim, have you ever been to Katz's? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Katz's. I've been to Carnegie. I've been to Carnegie Deli. I, I've never had a Montreal smoked meat. Have either of you? No. It's like a, it's, it's a brisket that's dry rubbed, right? Yeah, but you know, there's they get into in the video the differences. Right. It's also like a slightly different cut of brisket, right, right. things like that. So you've I never... don't I don't think I have. I might have, but I can't recall. Um, I really liked the video. I liked the deep dive. I like how he made everything homemade. The the rye stuff was cool. Uh, what I didn't really like is that I don't think the title's accurate. It it wasn't really Montreal smoked meat versus New York pastrami because no, he only made New York yeah. pastrami, mm. but it looked delicious. Yeah. <laughs> It did. I have a few nitpicks with the video. Um, as you may know and listeners may know, I am a video editor and I've been in the YouTube game for quite a while. Um, there's a couple of shots where it's just like straight up blurry video. Um, some interviews where that's at. Um, I get it. It's kind of like a grab and go kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, I do like how this video series is structured. It's almost kind of like vlog style where he's kind of like going through the journey. Um and a couple like weird like text things where they're they're coming up out of weird places and there, stuff. I have noticed while watching a lot of this is there when they do text, there's like spelling errors and stuff. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's just them and they don't hire. That's editors. what it kind of seems um, like, especially those moments when he's in his kitchen talking straight to camera. That seems like he's got his phone set up on a tripod. Like even yeah. when he's at Fleischer's, which he visited visits again, <laughs> uh, and he's speaking to Ansel, it's just on his phone. Like they're mm -hmm. in New York, he's on the go. I'm sure, like if he's on the subway or in his car, he's just uses his phone to record yeah. stuff. Phones are pretty good now. So, I mean, it's not like he's, he has a camera crew following him around. I yeah, think, yeah. I think the content that he gets at those places more than makes up for it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I really I like agree. it. And we'll see that later on. Yeah, I definitely agree. Just a couple little nitpicks because I'm an editor and I, I kind of look out for that kind of stuff. But that's not really going to keep me away from the series, I don't think. Yeah, so then the next uh, video was... I don't have all the full titles written down, Jeff. This one is called Four, Four dishes, dishes That Take Pork Way Past Bacon. Yeah. Um, and they go back to Fleischer's, gives us a little breakdown of every piece of meat that they're using. Yeah, and that was cool. Uh, they talk about tonkatsu first. First of all, this was fun for me because I've eaten all these dishes. Yeah, as have mm. I. Uh, it looks delicious, but it seemed weird to me that he paid for a bone-in pork chop when he basically cut it down to a boneless pork loin, um, which is actually cheaper than those pork chops so they also use their bones to make uh stocks yeah they've referenced that and broth so i think that's why they do it but i thought it was good you know he showed the uh panko breadcrumb technique mm -hmm. and it looked good the sauce looked delicious what did you think of that part of the video jim um i, I thought the, the the entirety of the video was really well done um uh, you'll kind of go with these uh you'll kind of probably see that I was mostly looking at the video and story aspect of the of the videos because although I do really like food and cooking and stuff, that's like a uh, 
kind of like a guilty pleasure, but I was mostly looking towards like the pacing and the video and the editing. Of it's ironic because all of these 10 videos are all over the place. Like sandwich yeah. series, legit versus yeah. budget. They kind of have structure, but these are <clears> just like, we have an idea. We're going to make it. Yeah. About so it. this video, I actually liked it a lot because it felt very face fast paced. Um, and it was still a 20 minute long video. So I thought that was pretty appealing about it. Yeah, I really like the recipe they showed for the spare ribs. Oh, what I was going to say is it's ironic that you're watching more from like um, a critical like YouTube video mm -hmm. editing background because I'm watching as someone who watches a lot of cooking shows yep. and does a lot of cooking. Like I appreciate yeah. that it's an HD and it has like background music, but mm -hmm. I don't Most really of my analysis care. is on the content of the recipe and if it looks delicious. Right, like with, with the spare ribs, they like they hand ground and dry roasted their own nine spice, spice marinade. Yeah. Um, and they improvise when they make the barbecue sauce. Like that's, that's the part of cooking. I really like you, you, you can stick to a recipe. Some things you have to do, like buy the book, buy the numbers, but sometimes you can just have fun with things and try shit out. And that's how recipes are made by trying mm -hmm. things out. And I like that they do both in this video and throughout uh, all of your videos. Yeah. With, with this video, uh, I did come to one of my first problems. Of, uh oh. While cooking from scratch is appealing, there's not a whole lot of practicality in that. Agree. When, no, but, but you don't have to, like, he he literally milled his own rye bread yeah, yeah. to make bread in the first one. Like, yeah. okay, if I'm not going to do that, but I still want to see, like, you can do it at home. I want right. to see yeah. how it's well, done. Well, what I sort of looked at through the through the videos we watched is which parts would I do at home and which mm -hmm. parts wouldn't I? Yeah. So like the spare rib recipe I liked because I could picture myself doing that. You know, I typically smoke ribs, but in the winter months, it would be nice to have a recipe to do ribs inside. So that was cool. Um, the pork shoulder, like I said, I, uh, I've done a similar dish to this in a crock pot, uh, but I want to try their method because they got some really nice crispy cracklings on the yeah, outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'd never thought about doing that like that. However, I will not be making my own tortillas out of pork fat and yogurt. <laughs> no, because... no, like I'll probably never make my own bread, but like I might make my own salsa verde. Exactly. I've, I've I've made my own sofrito before. It came out like crap, but like you know, I might just buy it frozen or in a jar instead. But yeah. I've tried it. So I I once read a cookbook that I refer to a lot. I really enjoyed called, um, make the bread by the butter, and it was about certain things are worth it to make homemade because the difference in flavor and quality far outweighs the effort and other things aren't so yeah, yeah that's sort of how i looked at these mm. videos yeah this episode is also the first time that we're introduced to josh who's the other brother right and um i don't know how to feel about him as a host i think he's a little too goofy for me he is i as a person i i like him you know he he's mm -hmm. a good guy uh, he's he was at your hit. wedding, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He yeah. was right there, sitting yeah. next next to Dan and I, uh, not my wife. Um, he's he's a hippie. He's just mm. kind of like out there, but that doesn't make it a bad. They're both thing. pretty hip. Yeah, they're both hip, but he is. You'll, I've seen. I think I've seen enough videos, and I've tried to put enough that were like a little bit older, where you could kind of see the evolution of just like even like the way he dresses. Mm -hmm. He's like. He's straight up hippie, dude. He's leaving the channel to go on like a vision Live quest. Live in Peru or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah, like I saw he's, that. He's a new age dude. I don't think that's a bad thing, but like I could see where where you think that he might not be like a good host. Mm. Uh, I disagree, but I could see it. I thought he was fine. I just, I, I definitely felt that I liked Mike more than Josh. Me too, but I liked them interacting together too. Yeah. 
Um, then they talked about Copa, which whatever, that was cool. I only know Copa from the cured meat. Yeah, but uh, me too. I don't think I've ever had it cooked like this. And then to segue into the next video, so this one that we watched with the pork dishes was um, what do you call it? It was made possible by some pork company, a sponsor, yeah. a sponsor, which I thought was fine. I thought the video held up and everything. However, the next video, 10 Things You Can Do With Olive Oil, was sponsored by an olive oil company, and I don't think it held up. So mm. I, when I put this together, I didn't realize how many sponsors they have, because even later on, there's a video that's also sponsored, which I'm fine with. You yeah. know, sometimes actually, it works. The dudes yeah. have to make money. Um, this video I just put in, uh, I know I watched it a long time ago. I agree with you. It was kind of weird. It was 10 things to do with olive oil. I think they did like 11 or 12, and some of them are very stupid. Yep. And yeah. I was wondering if like they came up with this stuff or if the olive oil company was like, hey, you can also apply it to burns yeah. or make candles. Yeah, I wrote down this episode reeked of promotion. It should have been called three things you can do with olive oil. Cause yeah, so like th- using yeah. it as a shaving cream substitute, is, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's ever done. But like, so the things that... I do like um, the spray bottle trick. I, that's just how I use olive oil. I put it in a spray bottle mm-hmm. anyway. I've never thought about for that. For the most part. I like yeah, that. It's, it's pretty convenient. Um, I think that rolling out dough on it instead of flour, mm. that's pretty neat. Um, and it actually affects the way that the, the whatever your product yeah. is coming out at the end. Pesto ice cream sounds disgusting, but it's probably awesome. Like, I would try that. I would 100% try that. Mm. And the popcorn garlic bread, as they called it. Yep. Yeah. Instead that- of just like parmesan garlic popcorn so like those were cool i think that those are the things they came up with you left out what to me seemed the most interesting but i didn't think they did a really good job expressing it what's that the first thing the olive oil preserved roasted vegetables but they didn't do a very good job of they didn't really show it like completed they ended up using it on the um it was like a listicle i can agree with you yeah wasn't a great video i wish they showed the finished product more they talked about how it would be solidified in the jar they didn't show that at all this video is also way too long. Uh, I feel like a, a 10 things to do with olive oil. That seems like a four to five minute video. And it was what, like 15 or something. That's like funny that? because Dan just said the opposite. He wished that they showed more. Well, I wish that they took the three or four best things and made it expounded ten, upon 10 it. to 15 minute video about them and left out all the dumb things. Like, yeah, uh, the other thing is the olive oil candle. That could be very dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically only have a very, uh, small metal disc separating a flame from highly combustible olive oil like people make olive oil candles but they don't do it with that little kit that he showed yeah that's true just a nitpick but i was like um that could start a big fire yeah if i remembered this video fully i probably wouldn't have added it to this list but hey you get some good you get some bad yeah you get bad video sometimes so the next one sandwich series back to mike uh no Arepas. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Josh. So this is the Venezuelan Arepa gives any sandwich a run from its money. I hate his titles. They're so bad. <laughs> what did so, you think of the video, Jim? So this episode uh, was was interesting. Um, he mentioned a place that we've all been to, Caracas yes. Arepas. Yeah, there's a there's several places throughout these videos that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this reminded me. I was like, oh, I can go for an Arepa. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would make it from scratch. I don't know if I would make it for myself, but I did really like watching him make it. Uh, I actually would easy to make. I actually would try making these. Mm. It's easier than I thought it would be. I thought the process of the dough was not that bad at all. Mm. No, I'm not a baker type person, but it appeals to me that you don't really have to measure. You're just looking for consistency. Yeah. And, uh, um, I felt that this video was paced a little poorly. 
I don't know. Maybe it was just because I think I think uh, Josh's videos kind of go on a little longer. Yeah, I think he could edit out a lot, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think it's a to bad me. Thing. You haven't hit on the biggest problem with this video. What's that? As far as like structure and the actual video. Oh, quality. his head was cut yes. off the entire time. They didn't show his head through the entire video until yep. he like takes a bite. Yeah. Very weird. Very. It seemed like he was going for that style where it's kind of like, all right, it's just my head. But the way that the camera was placed was like right on his neck. Like maybe if it was like all below I could think his shoulders, of was, was he not able to like do it? So they filmed someone else and then he just talked, mm. which I know is not the case because at the very end it like it pans up and shows him. Yeah. It, it was is, a weird style choice, and it was just, it just didn't work. In this video, it also highlights how hippie he is. They have that break in the middle where he's pimping his Talking own about CD. his music. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. He's, like, really into motivational stuff, too. Mm. I didn't like the how they did that commercial in the middle. I would have liked it better if they put it at the end. Yeah. Um, also. But I love Arepas, so. Yeah, and he made the two ones that I think are the best ones from Caracas Arepas. Those are literally, like, yeah. on their menu. Yeah, yeah. And I've eaten both of them. He also referenced their sauce, and he made it seem like he did such a great job replicating their sauce. Do you guys remember the sauce? Because I do, and it didn't look or taste anything like he described. It was a green sauce, wasn't it? No. Oh, I don't remember. It was like brown. It was like I, don't know. I thought that they had been a long two time. Sauces. I don't know. I remember one that they made a big deal about how it's a secret recipe, and you yeah, can buy the bottles. Yeah. It's been a long time, and it since seemed I've been to there. me to be mustard based. But like, even just just the corn arepa itself is so versatile i remember i was in a band and the place we practice uh his mom made just like these little snack size ones they were green tea arepas and they were just like these delicious fried fresh treats yeah oh they're so good so i would actually so yeah like i I think i think Mm. i might make some Mm. or i'll just go two blocks away from where i live and buy them from a truck I gotta try that place. That's pretty good. Uh, so then we get to the sesame pancake sandwich, which the I... two thousand year old Chinese sandwich. Yeah, and this is part of the sandwich series. Now back yep. to Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely really like the style of his videos, especially the the sandwich series. Yep, episodes. the research and the shopping yep. segments. It gives a lot of depth to what he's eventually. Gonna I end actually, up making. I think this might be one of my favorite sandwich series, mm. just because <laughs> of. Like, just him going shopping, finding these elusive ingredients. I love that. I love doing that myself. Mm-hmm. Like, looking up an Indian recipe and be like, let's go to the Indian market, see if yeah. I can find this yeah. weird thing I've never heard of. And then you do, and you're like, yes, it's like this, <laughs> like you just climbed a mountain. You're so happy. I-, I do like how he threw it to Josh at one point in the video, too. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, they're actually collaborating on this video, oh, yeah, even though it, even though it's just Mike's video. He still threw Josh in there, and it's like, you can do that with the power yeah, of editing. Like, like he said, he is the, the sauce boss. He's the yep. sauce guy. And he made his own hoisin, which, like, he's bought, he has fermented bean paste. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy hoisin like right. I always do. I'm never going to make That's this. an it, example of that. It's great that I saw you make it. And it's cool, like, you have that ingredient to make it. But I will never, I don't use hoisin enough to even finish a bottle of hoisin in a year. Like, yeah. I'm not buying the, fermented the, bean Basically, paste. the choice for the average person is, do you want to buy one bottle of hoisin or do you want to buy seven bottles of other stuff to mix to make but again Mm -hmm. i like that he did that because he even said it's hard to find recipes online there's not many like some people will make this and that's great and i think that it's awesome that they are a source for these i mean hoisin isn't like uncommon you could find it at any remotely asian restaurant yeah and my refrigerator and can we just say that the final product the sandwich looked awesome yeah it looked really good my mouth was literally watering and again they went to fleischer's they had the whole sandwich history like a history of the entire sandwich yeah (laughs) like not just erosima 
Mm-hmm. I was really into this episode to the point where I forgot to take notes and had to write down some thoughts at the end because <laughs> I was really sucked in. Like, I really like the market. I wish he spent more time there. Yeah. yeah. He could do a whole series on that. Uh, and then the one-minute walk challenge. What would you guys think of this one? So <laughs> I, oh. I put this one on here because it was a video that features uh, Derek Lucci, which is one of their friends, and he's in several of their videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've since followed him on Instagram, and he has some incredible Instagram stories like, at first, it sounds kind of pretentious, like this this white dude from Brooklyn goes to Thailand to learn, like, the secrets from old Thai ladies cooking street food. But, like, he, this dude shows such a passion for his ingredients. Not necessarily, like, in his video, you see it, but he, like, he hunts ingredients down to make, like, these authentic Thai experiences. And, like, once a month, he has, he hosts, like, a dinner for you know, a reasonable price mm. you can like pay and he'll go and cook you all these courses. And I want to go with you, Dan sometime. We'll have to talk about it. <laughs> mm. Jimmy, you can come too if we're talked into, but like, that's why I put well, this one time we here. did take Jimmy to an Asian restaurant for noodles, a noodle house. Oh, that we was got a long there. time we were ago. like, Jimmy, do you want to go to noodle house? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we get there, we're looking at the menus and he just like puts his menu down and me and Jeff were like, Oh, what are you going to get? And, and, and you were like, I don't really like Asian food. <laughs> And that was like, a long, what? long time ago. That was young boy, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah I, I'm that, definitely a little bit more. I put uh, that video because uh, I like Derek and I wanted mm. you guys to see him and his Thai cooking because it makes my mouth water every yeah. single time. Um, my only problem with the video, I thought it was a little too long to be an under one minute video. I'm kind of weird with that with like titles and stuff. I mean, the from the minute the oil hit the pan to when the yeah, meal yeah, was yeah. done. Like, they didn't I know, think I Jimmy just means that they did, like, four recipes. The length, I thought, was a little long. Uh, I thought it, what I thought was it, like, 12 or 13 they tasted minutes. it. They talked about the ingredients. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. talked about how he simulates the uh, the cooking style because, like, he doesn't have the same tool, so he mm-hmm. uses, like, a, a turkey. Yeah, I thought that was a little, this video was a little unattainable, though, because who's mm-hmm. really going to make their own wok cooker burner no, thing? It's unattainable, but, like, I still like to see it. Like you can do it. It's on still a fun New York watch. City. I didn't really I, I, care I for Chef Man Bun. He was a little annoying to me. Oh, interesting. His food looked delicious, and that omelet is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. He was Shaquille yeah. O'Neal's personal chef for a time. Oh yeah. Well. Oh jeez. Yeah, he had videos. On that fried about. omelet is nuts. I've never seen that anywhere doesn't before. It look cool? Even my yeah. wife, who doesn't really care about food, was like, "Wow, that's amazing." <laughs> yeah. Um. I, this is the note that I did write down, though. I said that these videos are severely underviewed. Um, this one had like a uh, hundred thousand views or something like that. It's like that's not a lot compared to a lot of YouTube videos. That's weird that they have like a million subscribers and only a hundred thousand views. Yeah, I don't know how old this video is, but it's a few years. Yeah, so it 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 did kind of seem like um that they should be more popular than they actually are. The other thing I notice is like you got to keep your sauces handy, all your Asian sauces and spicy. Oh yeah. You never know when you're going to need them and then you don't want to run through stir time. Dude, my fridge and pantry are filled with shit I'll use maybe once a year, but I got them. When you're stir frying, mise en place is is so important. You yeah. have to have everything ready to go. You see exactly. how fast it goes together. I would try that stir fried greens recipe. That looked easy and good. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. And like definitely use water. I have destroyed so many spinach dishes by like, I don't need that much water. And then two minutes later, it's just a black sheet of char. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then we get to the episode on Ethiopian food. Yeah. Remind me what that title was again. Legit versus Budget, season one, episode three, Ethiopian food I wrote down. I don't mm. know what it was actually called. Yeah. Jimmy, have you ever eaten Ethiopian food? Uh, No, I haven't. Jeff and I have eaten Ethiopian yeah, food. several times. Yeah. And it's very good. And I strongly agree with Josh's... uh sort of 
point that a lot of the fun of eating Ethiopian food is the method of eating. Injera. Mm. Yeah, the whole injera thing. Yep. You eat with your hands and it's like communal sharing. Kind of reminds me of Indian a little bit. It does. Yeah, yeah. with not, but non. It, but it's more so because it literally is the plate yep. that yep. it's served right on the injera. Mm-hmm. Um I do like a lot of the cultural appreciation of all these videos. Yeah. Like th- they have a strong appreciation for all the cultures that they use. Yeah, I feel like see and give where give credit where credit's due. You you know that I'm not a big YouTube guy, but I do watch a lot of cooking shows like on the Food Network. And one thing that they lack is everything is so like marketable and so focused. Yeah. That they have like an Indian show. They have a French show. Like you have to watch all the same type of food. The nice thing about this is these guys are cooking globally based on what they like, what they're yep. interested in. Right. Are. And that's why I picked a lot of these different episodes to show you which guys. i like, like cuz you know that i cook globally exactly and this is their first maybe their only ethiopian video it was fun um this I is thought, the first video that of josh that i really liked yeah i i thought it was one of his best ones too and yeah. it was there's no meat involved too and yeah. it still looks incredible everything yep. like a lot of the things that he made like i've had with lamb um but even with lentils and all the woks that he made yeah one thing he has going for him whether you like him as a host or not i think he's actually better than mike at making the cooking look easy. He has this natural mm. ease that um, you see in like good cooking show hosts. Yeah. Um, well, he also doesn't care. Is this the one where he chopped up, he diced up the onions in like huge chunks and he was like, yeah. oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about things that we were mentioning earlier. I would never make the injera. That looks way too hard yeah. and finicky and yeah. a lot of work and you have to have special tools. But it's crazy because like, I mean, we didn't eat it obviously, but it looks like the injera I've had. Right. I imagine you could buy injera somewhere at a specialty, you know, Asian food store. Not Asian. I mean, maybe frozen, right? I would try to buy injera, but I would make the watts. The the watts didn't yeah. seem that bad at all. It's like a career, like a stew. Um, I would just go to Wally Belly downtown and yeah. buy injera and then make it myself. We got to go. Yeah. They have a cart, by the Jimmy, way. Jimmy, would you good. try Ethiopian food after watching that? I probably would. Would I don't you know try to like cook it, or, not, it or just try to eat it? I would try to eat it first. Yeah. If I like it, then yeah. Okay, so we're going to Wally Bella. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Rice Krispies fried chicken tacos. All right, so I added this video having never seen it because I am also a fan of Little Dicky. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Little Dicky is. I found out about him from some high school friends who were playing D&D with me a couple Your years ago. friends high schoolers? Yeah, they were. It was really weird. I met him on the bus. <laughs> I shouldn't have been on. Uh, oh, I don't boy. want to talk about it, though. Um. Yeah, so uh, this is my first time seeing this video as well. I hated it. Yeah, me too. I yep, shouldn't have bad. It. Maybe that's why their <laughs> show is not on in America. They um, knew it too. They knew it was bad when they announced it. I think they basically wanted to put some of their MTV content up and were like, oh, you might notice that the editing is a little yeah. weird. And it was horrendous. I am way too old to yeah. watch MTV. I like to actually see things. And it's like MTV pretending they still care about music. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, what's it like singing with T-Pain? Mm-hmm. And like, I'd like to see that interview, but like, then you, I don't know. It was funny when like Josh dropped the chicken. Yeah. And he, it was just Had fun. some okay moments, but it definitely, I would never watch it. Yeah. Like, I, I just thought it would be a fun ad. It was weird that they did something really cool in my opinion which was bread the chicken with rice krispies and that they looked didn't really good show it exactly yeah right they totally buried the lead and spent more time talking about weird hot, hot sauce. sauces that don't even exist that was just a joke for their names <laughs> i guess uh yeah not a fan of that video that is not indicative of the rest of the channel yeah uh, i kind of figured but then 
we get to paella. Yeah, Ooh. and I just got a paella pan Jeff can too. Make so that oh yeah, now I'm gonna want to make those. some more. I haven't made it yet, but like we are making paella for Let's sure because I love this video. It didn't look that hard, way easier than I no, thought. I it was already have be. saffron, like you said. You barely use any. Like I've had it and I've used like pinches of it. Yeah, I've never had paella. Paella, Jimmy. This, this made me want to try it. What's not to like, yeah. man? It's although good. I'm not a huge seafood fan, so I don't know if I'd have shrimp. Make it on with it. chicken. Make it with yeah. rabbit. Oh. Rabbit's delicious. There's a place in Ansonia. Connecticut, not to get too insular here, but they do a meat lover's paella. Because the idea of paella is you make it with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. The paella is just really the rice and the seasoning and stuff. Yeah. So they have one with like chicken, sausage, and steak. Oh, damn. Yeah. You got to have the pan. It's a thin, very conductive pan so you could control the heat. And that's all right. We're making paella, guys. Our paella Patreon video. First note I want to go over Jeff's house and cook paella. Let's (laughs) do it, man. I clean my pan. It's ready to go. Uh, again, Josh is really good, in my opinion, at making it look like yep. it's not too hard. Yep. He's like, oh, don't measure the rice. Just look at it. When it looks like this, you're done. And then at the end, he made a budget paella. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that they do the budget version on these shows because a lot of cooking shows will give you options. They'll say like, oh, you could use a cast iron skillet and you could use a seasoning pa- packet, but they don't ever show you how it turns out if right. you do that. Yeah. So it's nice to see the difference. However, I will say that I'm open to vegetarian options in most things, but that didn't look that good. No. Yeah. I I don't know. Paella without some sort of, like, sausage. Like, he didn't even put sausage in his first one, which is No, he didn't. I was... There was no chorizo or anything. Yeah, I thought that that was sort of indicative of paella, but... Another thing that uh, Josh does is he'll do videos that are like, instead of buying a large Domino's pizza, what can you make? And Mm -hmm. that's really cool because, like, he'll go and get, like... You know the ugly vegetables that are cheap, and just oh, it's make, based on the price of like yeah, a like he'll actually break it down by price, um, cool. and make like all this crazy shit, and it's pretty cool. Nice. I should have added one of those videos, but I didn't. I added like a lot of sandwich series by accident. <laughs> That's okay because I really like the sandwich series, especially this last one, the bagel yeah, and lox bagel sandwich. and lox. I want to make my own bagels now. That looks like a lot of work to me. It does, but I want to do it. No, but I love this episode because like it's it's the same thing about it's like a mini documentary. He goes to the bagel hole yep. in Park Slope. Mm-hmm. And like that's how you make a bagel. Like even my wife, we were talking about bagels separately. And she was like, this guy came into work and was complaining that our bagels aren't boiled. Yeah, we had like, that conversation. Yeah, and I was like, had, it's not a bagel then. Yeah, I was like, bagels are boiled. Like that's that's mm-hmm. how you get that crust. Like you have to boil it first. Yeah. Then heat it and bake it. Never realized that that whole process was due to strange anti-Semitic history. Right? Yeah. They had to boil their food before they sold it to Christians. Because yeah. they thought it was poison. That's so weird. Um, Not only do you get history, but then you get how to make um the food's from an expert like the guy at the bagel hole this one seemed even more like a documentary which mm-hmm. i really enjoyed right they got into the history of the guy you know how, yeah, how he learned guy. to make it and he learned from like a 70 year old polish immigrant yeah and then you hear about um mike and i'm assuming josh's history with this type of food you know they grew up in a jewish household that uh followed kosher rules and mm-hmm. uh he relates it back to like a really touching moment for him was when he bit into his you know, bagel and lock sandwich, and he recalled... He was like, this is my childhood. Yeah, the nostalgia of breaking his fast for Yom Kippur and digging into these bagel and lock sandwiches. I thought it was really good. Um, But uh, it's also interesting, too, because, like, I was born in 85, and the guy at the bagel shop was talking about how 
up until like the late 70s, early 80s, nobody outside of, he says New York and New Jersey, but I'm just going to say the tri-state, tri-state area yeah. because people often forget about these two Connecticut counties that yeah. are from, um, didn't even know what a bagel was. Like it was a super local mm-hmm. thing. And then with the invention of certain technologies and in the industry and frozen bagels, lenders, lenders yeah, they, really they mass marketed it, it. And it's, it's weird to think of because like that was all happening while like I was born and I wasn't aware of it. So yeah. by the time I was a kid, like, and we just had bagels. So even if it wasn't around, like I always knew bagels. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that still to most of the country, they think of lenders bagels, which yeah, are basically dog shit. Like they're not even the same type of food. Yeah, as they're like so bad. And like bagel. to me, Duncan is like an absolute shit bagel. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. garbage. And like I just had a really good New York style bagel yesterday mm. in Connecticut. But like it's great, and you can't outside of this area. Like water's different. I mean, it's even with pizza. Like, yeah, dough rises differently. My dad lived in Florida before I was born. And he worked in these Italian restaurants and they would ship truckloads of water from mm-hmm. like the New York area just so their food tastes the same I've or as good as they can that. Um, in that humid climate. We have a pretty good bagel place around us. Ami's Bagels. I like that place a lot. Um, I don't yeah, know. There's if they, a few. Yeah. Uh, kettle Bagels up in That's Southern where I went yesterday. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like this episode. I really want to know why we never tried that. Um, place i forgot i forgot to write it down the something and daughters Daughters. russ and daughters well we had we have he did go to mile uh mile end deli in a couple of the videos oh did he and that's the place that was an urban space near grand central they're not anymore but they had those amazing bagel and locks oh yeah we ate some of those yeah and i got one jimmy do you eat bagel and locks nope never had it Uh, i don't don't like seafood oh oh, it's not even it's (laughs) jimmy jimmy come on uh, but like I, I was at work on a work trip and I was like, I got to go to my island to get a bagel and locks mm-hmm. and, and on my expense report, they're like, why'd you spend $14 on a bagel? And I was like, <laughs> I spent $14 on breakfast. <laughs> Give me my money back. Yeah. And, and they did. But like, you got to go, you got to get big. Even I've gone to like places that look like shitholes in New York and got bagel and locks and it's better than anything you'll have anywhere yeah. else. See, to me, this episode personifies like the power of a good cooking show because Jeff, stop eating nuts. Because uh, you gave me nuts. Sorry. I want a nut. I will never make homemade bagels, lox, and cream cheese. It all seems like no, but way he, too much he's work. He's like a bread dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, what I've I was never saying made is, the cream cheese. But that's why cooking shows can still work because I'm never going to make them, but I was still fascinated. Exactly. And just wanted to hear the You're story. You're never going to make stuff. a sword, but you still watch Forged and Fire. Exactly. Yep. You know? So, yeah, I, I really like this episode. I thought it was the most personal one, and I'm kind of glad that just by luck or providence or whatever, it turned out to be at the, the end because you get a little bit more behind m- at least Mike, and you can assume Josh's background and their right. connection that they have to food. They have strong memories to, you know, ties to food. Yeah, I really like that too. So do you have any overall thoughts, Jim? Yeah, I was just looking over them. Uh, I wrote down a lot, but I'll probably just hit a couple. Um, I really like the overall style of their videos, uh, the sandwich series especially. Um, I felt some of the pacing was a little weird, especially on Josh's videos. Um, But I did like him more as a host as we went along. Um, As a food show, most of them definitely wanted me to try them out, but I don't know if I'm ever going to cook them, maybe, eventually. Um, that might be enough for you though, because you haven't tried a lot of foods. So yeah, that's true. Just the idea that they may get you into some new things is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I know it's a little nitpicky as an editor. I mean, some things could be a little tweaked, but I understand videos have to come out at a certain time and you have to hit a certain timestamp on the YouTube era era. Um, so I get it, but, um, there's just a couple things where I was like, eh, really could have fixed that. 
Um, but it's fine. I'm just a video editor. I get it. <laughs> I like the series. Um, I thought I had some issues with individual videos here or there, but overall I liked especially the concepts of the sandwich series and the, I forget the name, the budget versus traditional or whatever Budget it is. versus legit. Yeah. So I really like those. Um, yeah, I thought the hosts were pretty affable and stuff. Uh, even though I'm never going to make my own cream cheese, I found it interesting. I didn't know mm-hmm. how cream cheese was made. so There was even a little history of cream cheese. Yeah, it's like if you go into it thinking it's going to be a super practical teach you how to cook this recipe thing, I don't know if there's there if there's much to do with that. Like I don't know if I, if these are the right format for that. But if you go into it looking at as mini documentaries about food, mm-hmm. you can find a pretty high level of or enjoyment. Or even if you're not going to make something like I've definitely learned like tips in the kitchen from them just from watching the videos mm-hmm. and just knowing more about the ingredients. Like if I don't ever make paella, I'll still know more about saffron. Yeah. You know, oh, you'll make paella. I'm going to make paella. <laughs> but my point was like, yeah, I have saffron at home. I've used it once. Mm-hmm. I could use it more, though, because it's like you get a little tiny bit. But like it goes a long way, like you said. So I just like that you can still learn about the ingredients and different tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fellas, yeah, yeah, fellas, yeah. <laughs> did I talk you into Brothers Green Eats? Yes. yes. Oh Lord Jesus! Yes, <laughs> I am so excited about this. We're on. We're on a pretty high high bump of of yeses right now. I know. We are because like just like I said before, like I know Jimmy likes the YouTube. Dan likes the cooking. Yeah. I thought Dan was like on the border because it is YouTube, and I thought mm. that Jimmy would be on the line because it's it's cooking. But like I'm glad you guys <laughs> we I'm came glad together. We all came together. Yeah, I'm still not in love with the platform. Like I still it's pain kind of a pain for me to watch it i don't know it's, i'm not used like, to watching stuff on my phone and if you have 10 minutes to kill yeah just check to see if they have a new video scroll they have hundreds of videos mm-hmm. like over the years scroll back see something yeah like, i haven't seen every video of theirs but if there's something i want to see like that's yeah. and that's what i'm sure i'll do they do stuff like how to make like a homemade big mac with like good ingredients you mm. know they do all sorts of different things and that's what i really like about them they're not they're definitely not my favorite youtube channel i've seen um but i do appreciate a lot of the production value that goes into the videos um obviously like some things could be changed and made a little bit better but i think overall it, it's a very good channel that definitely needs to be subscribed more yeah this yeah. is great. This is great. It's great. So now that I successfully talked you guys into a YouTube channel, next week, Dan, I think you're talking us into a movie. I am. I'm talking you into a very highly regarded movie. Oh. I'm talking you into a movie that won Oscars. Oh. I like those. The Academy Award? Yes. Wow. Colloquially known as the Oscar. And I'm talking you into a movie that is available primarily on netflix oh that's right folks i'm talking you into roma the 2018 wonderful period piece black and white spanish language film directed by written by cinematographied by if that's a word (laughs) alfonso Cuaron. so next week when we get together we will be discussing the netflix movie roma you guys ever see it Nope. Nope. Okay, well, watch it. All right. I'm gonna. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can people find us, this podcast, online? 
You can find the podcast at Talk Me Into on Twitter and Talk Me Into on Facebook. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, where you can send us some debates or reviews or whatever. Say, oh, I really like this episode. But you can also do that in the review section of iTunes and Stitcher, I believe, right? Yes. So uh, do that and always subscribe. Uh, well, you only have to subscribe once, but just keep subscribing. Yeah, keep doing it. Just make subscribe sure that you subscribe on Spotify as well. Tell Go everyone you know it. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Dan, where can people find you on the internet? Me personally? Yeah. You personally? Oh, you could find me on Twitter at Danny underscore Breakdown. Danny underscore Breakdown. Where, you know, I talk about food. I talk about music, movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. Um, oh, you can also find my film reviews on Letterbox.com under the name Danny underscore Breakdown. Jeff? You can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-F-27, Jeff with five Was that the right number of Fs? I'm going to have to slow back the playback because I think it was, but it might have been additional. There's five Fs in there. Or if you want to take a deep dive, you can find me on the Technodrome forums. It's a Ninja Turtle forum. My name is just Jeff there. Haven't used it in a long time, but just thought about it. It's pretty weird that I... It's not weird. I like what I like. Don't judge me. This is 2019. I can live my life how I want to. Thanks, guys. And Jimmy, where can people find you? They can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N A B A F I T C H. See, I said that at a slow pace where people can actually spell That's it out. That's boring. There's no fun in that. On Twitter and Instagram, where I'm tweeting. Uh, maybe I'll be tweeting to at Brothers Green. Who knows? Oh, and they are interactive. Uh, Mike is on Instagram. I know I've sent him a couple messages. Like, oh, oh nice. cool recipe. And yeah. guys, we got something big coming up in a couple episodes. Uh-oh. Oh, we do. Are we stopping doing this? Are we stopping doing what? The podcast. No. I could spend some time with my family. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. We've got a very special guest joining us Ooh. for episode 25. I'm, uh, I'm, this I'm, was plugged earlier. I'm on the edge of yeah. my seat. We're still plugging. Yeah. We're plugging away. I'm so excited because like, I I'm going to give another hint. I know it's coming, but I don't know who it is. Someone's going to be on to talk us into something. Okay. And let's just say... This isn't his first rodeo. Oh, we're... He's we're, very comfortable with the podcast. No, he's not a cowboy. He's a oh. podcaster. Oh. Big Mark time. Mark Maron. Big time. Joe Rogan. Not as Adam big Carole. as that. <laughs> not as big as that. Okay, well, I mean, you said big time. So subscribe and follow us on Twitter and all those good places so you can find out who will be guest starring on episode 25. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Let's go make some paella, boys. Let's do it. Did you get mono from her? Is that what you said? I got mono from her. Yes, and I didn't even get to kiss her. And how? She drank from my Fruitopia bottle. It was oh, in the fun fact, Dan. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's going at the end. <laughs> oh, no, you're recording. Let me get a sip of water. I, I hope a girl I knew 20 years ago isn't listening. All right. <clears throat> Are you done eating nuts? Hold on. They're delicious. There's also seeds. I mean, the good news is people love hearing podcasters crunch and eat food while they podcast. He just said he wasn't recording. I he am is now. now. Okay, we'll edit it out. <laughs> <coughs> Any more sounds you want to I have give? to wash it down with my saliva because I don't have a beverage. By sure. the way, I like the haircut. Thank you so much. Ben did a nice job. He did a great job, yeah. He's uh he's the best haircut I've ever had. <laughs>